Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 5-0 Show. Thank you always to Bonneville for this time and for Ed, our very patient producer. I, I try not to bother Ed, but Ed, you've been so patient. Oftentimes we have to do six or seven takes before we actually get the show up and going. So I don't know if you cringe when we come in, but I really do appreciate all you do for us. It's a labor of love. Well, and, and we watch you on that board. You make it look so easy. I don't know what any of that stuff means, but I really do want everyone to know behind the scenes, like you do a ton of work. And uh, how long have you been doing this, by the way? Oh, my gosh. For 20 years or more. What would you recommend? Somebody says, hey, I want to be that guy. They don't know what that job entails, producer, board op, whatever you call it. Like, How do you even begin to learn what you do? I learned a lot on YouTube. No. And just shadowing other people, yes. But how did you have like this setup? I'm saying this setup. People oh. can't see it. It's slides and switches. People don't have that to practice on. Just trial and error. Do you, you have to buy stuff for that, though, right? You do, yes. So but what did you buy? I bought a little mixer, like a, a Mackie mixer, and I just played around with it and got used to it, learned the goods and the bads with it, and then you just got better, and then gradually you move on to a board like this. And then you were doing that, and then you said, hey, you know what? I think I want to go do this as a career. Yeah, how about that? I had no idea that was a thing. And it's been a lot of fun ever since. You know, I know I feel bad because there's so many episodes we don't bring in. If I had known that, we could build a show on that. Yes. <laughs> well, now we know. I totally know. And, and and you really are behind the scenes, but uh, unbelievably helpful. So flexible. Thank you for all you do. You're welcome. Thank you. Now on to your guest. <laughs> so today we're joined by, and I say this all the time, both a friend and a co-worker, but actually somebody who I have a great admiration for in terms of his worth work ethic. So Nick Jimenez is a lieutenant with the Phoenix Police Department. LT, thanks for being here today. Jamie, I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, the invite. Now, you always have an open door with us. You and I had recently done another interview uh, about some of the cool things you're doing at the precinct that you work. And before we jump into that, for those who don't know you, can you walk through your career a little bit? What drove you to become a police officer and, and what your career has been so far? So uh, I'm an Arizona native, uh, went to one of the local high schools here. After high school, I, I went up to Northern Arizona University uh, after graduating, came back uh, in town, worked for, uh, worked for a local uh, business for about a year. And what had happened was while in college, uh, I had a couple of close friends who were involved with law enforcement or their parents were involved in law enforcement, I should say. And I started getting calls. Hey, I'm going to take the test with, you know, to join Phoenix PD. You know, why don't you come with me? Uh, I, I enjoyed the job I had, but uh, over time, uh, I guess I broke down and uh, and I showed up, took the test, and that was whew, 23 years ago now. So you're not the kid walking around five years old. I want to be a cop. That never even occurred to you? Yeah, absolutely not. That, uh, yeah, that wasn't, there's nobody in my family that's in law enforcement or anything like that. Now, I will say there was, there was two things. There was uh, one, two driving factors. One, a close friend from college who had a uh, his dad was a sergeant on the police department on Phoenix PD at that time, and then the uh, the woman who I ended up marrying later uh, and been married ever since. Um, her dad was uh, was an officer with Phoenix Police uh, during those years. He has since retired, um, but uh, so that was a pretty big influence in my life, and uh, and that kind of kind of what propelled me into you know what I'm going to give this a try. They both have had good careers. They had good things to say about the job. And uh, it's been great ever since. Your father-in-law, has he seen you promote, though? Does he give you a hard time on that? 
No, no. I think, he, of course, he's... Uh, he's proud. Yeah, yeah. He's happy. Uh, yeah. No, it's... He's great. He's been a big help along along the way. So you get through the process, and for you and I, it was a while ago. And then you do the you go to the precinct. You start doing patrol. Was there a part of you like, man, I wish I did this sooner? Or what was that evolution like? So, yeah, I get to a precinct to do patrol. Uh, I uh, I did a handful of years uh, at the Central City Precinct, you know, down on uh, 16th Street in Buckeye, and. Um, I had moved way up north, and I still live like north North Peoria in that part of town. So I kind of thought at some point, let me uh, get a little closer to home. And I moved over to a precinct a little closer, and uh, and from there, I eventually, after a few years, became a field training officer. Did that for a handful of years, and then I, I became uh, an officer on some of the precinct crime suppression squads, and uh, kind of stayed there. It was a great position, but eventually knew I wanted. To, I wanted to do a little bit more and have a little bit more influence, uh, you know, with the police department. So I promoted to sergeant. And uh, since sergeant, I've had some great opportunities put in front of me, and I've taken advantage of them. You talk about the great opportunities as a sergeant, and then you've gone on to do this as a lieutenant. One of the things that uh, I tell people about you is you have a very strong working knowledge of police work. And I know that sounds uh, kind of counterintuitive when people think, well, you're a police officer, you should. You actually have, you really get investigations because your career has involved so many different aspects. Can you talk a little bit about from sergeant, lieutenant, some of the areas that you focused or places you've worked? Yeah. So as a sergeant, uh, first of all, as a sergeant, I was a patrol sergeant for a little over four years. So that was a long time on the street, every day really seeing the job as a supervisor. Uh, but from there, I did get back into uh, a precinct that called a neighborhood enforcement team. Um, so I had that opportunity to do that for two, three years while I was there. Again, I was very fortunate, and I was selected to run a, a program out of the Drug Enforcement Bureau, and I did that for a year. Uh, so it really gave me a lot of perspective. Um, the the job in the precinct is great because it gives you a wide perspective of uh, not just handling narcotic complaints and neighborhood issues, but you really deal with a wide range of issues. When I was specifically uh, at the Drug Enforcement Bureau, then of course I zeroed in on on that skill, uh, working narcotic complaints and you know furthering investigation type thing. Uh, since then, uh, at one point I was given the opportunity to go be a supervisor at the Crimes Against Children Unit in the Family Investigations Bureau. Never anything I had done in my wheelhouse before, but I saw that as an opportunity. Um, I, this is something I can really expand my knowledge even more, and uh, one of the best moves I've ever made, Jamie. Um, I worked for phenomenal people there, and I, I learned so much. The three years I was there, I, uh, yeah, I, I just like you talked about in investigations, there's a lot that, you know, I learned in the precinct level. There was a lot of phenomenal investigations we're a part of. But to be supervising case-carrying uh, detectives who, in crimes against children, you're talking about, you know, our most vulnerable victim, victims we have on this police department. Uh, it was an honor and a privilege to, you know, supervise the men and women at the Crimes Against Children Unit who investigate those cases. They're uh, phenomenal folks. You, you, and I, you probably hear this all the time when, when you tell people that part of your career, because I say it to the folks who work there, too, uh, as a parent. It's hard to understand how people can harm, as you mentioned, the most innocent, the most, uh, uh, I don't want to say helpless, but really they rely on adults for protection. Uh, when you did that work, that had to be one of the most rewarding things you've done so far in terms of really protecting those without a voice. Yes. 
ex- extremely uh, rewarding. Um, yeah, Help, helping out those kids and knowing that you're preventing additional victims. You know, when, when you do a sound investigation, uh, bad guy in a case, you know, uh, goes to jail. So, you know, he's never going to do this to someone else. Uh, and then, you know, the follow through with you know the way that's the the department is set up with child help in the building and you know that these kids are also getting the entire other side gamut of resources they need to uh you know get themselves back on track um it's it's really the family investigations bureau in that aspect that's uh it, it's a great work unit cuz you really see you know beginning to end and you see the kids really uh get a lot of help that they need afterwards every time i hear every time a guest like you comes in and talks about those places within law enforcement. One, I think it's a such a powerful recruitment tool because there are people out there who say, you know what, I want to, I want to stand in the gap and I want to protect and serve others. And I personally, and I'm so biased because I've been doing this 25 years. I just I can't find a more rewarding career than what we do. But the other thing that happens when I hear stories like what you're telling is, man, we work with some amazing men and women. And they are not superheroes. They are mothers, sons, brothers. They are family members. But they go and they see things and hear things that are hard to to deal with. Uh, but they do that to protect others. And so I just want to take a moment to tell everyone who, who serves, um, thank you for what you do. Thank you for the mission you believe in. And if there's someone out there who is interested in becoming a part of that law enforcement family, we really want you to check out phoenix.gov slash employment or call 602-262-6925. Uh, yes, we're hiring, and we really want to find people who have a dedication and desire to take care of others. And you've done that your whole career. Another thing that you've done recently in the precinct, and it sounds really simple, but it's made a difference. You've invested time and effort into making the precinct that you work a place where people want to be. Can you talk about your efforts over there? So uh, currently I'm assigned as the resource lieutenant in the Desert Horizon Precinct. Again, another honor and privilege to uh, to have this position and really have the opportunity to have a, in patrol aspect. So I have a lot of young officers, you know, coming out of the academy, one, two, three, you know, less than five years on. And to be able to um, just have a, a, a piece of their careers at this young age and help them out with training or, you know, just conversations, uh, you know, to talk about not only you know the things that I've experienced in my career, but I know that are out there. You know, I've never worked at the air unit, but I'm sure that's a phenomenal job. Never been a canine handler. I'm sure that's a phenomenal job. Just to you know let people know all of the opportunities the Phoenix Police Department does offer, and you know there's a lot of different things that you can do in this department that are fun, that are rewarding, um, and you know again I was in patrol for a long time, so patrol did those things for me in itself. But now as the resource lieutenant, you know we provide. Um, different training seminars. We try to, you know, and we bring the training to the officers, you know, late at night on the weekends. um, We try to make it most available for the officers because obviously that's a, that's a busy job and they have schedules and they have to answer those calls for service. So we're just trying to do the the best job we can to make stuff, make training available for them and bring it to them. Recently, we've seen where you've brought in, you didn't just bring in uh, coworkers to talk about things that that our employees, sworn and civilian, could uh, learn from, but you've brought in other 
resources and talked about things like career survival. And um, so often we focus on surviving, I'm using air quotes, surviving the career. And we don't talk about thriving and being whole and well and financially prosperous. And you have brought some of those classes in. And I applaud that because we, we should be focusing on the positive stuff. We, we should. Uh, Jamie, as you and I both know, this this job uh, is a pretty tough job at times, right? Uh, so we need to be preparing our people. Yes, training and all that stuff for on the street to be successful. But like you just said, balancing work-home life, uh, preparing them you know, with all the financial information, give them that stuff up front. So 20 years down the road, they're very happy at where they are financially. Um, career survival things, you know, maybe some, some pitfalls for uh, folks to avoid. We just try to provide as much, like you said, it's a, it's a holistic thing that many of us and other supervisors in the precinct, we've come across over our 20 plus years of experience, um, the good and the bad, and we want to share it with our troops. So we, we provide those opportunities. Even if it wasn't the good, if people just learned from all the mistakes you and I have made, they'd be in a better place. <laughs> yeah. If we could just share those. True story. Yeah. <laughs> it would take up its own class. Um, uh, we've heard numerous things, uh, feedback about the impact that you've had, about the culture right now in the Desert Horizon Precinct. People really do feel like, hey, my career matters. Uh, our goal is if we can get them to where they want to work then they are hopefully going to stay longer and be happier and more rewarded. So thank you for what you're doing. And uh, again, if anyone wants to learn more about being a Phoenix police officer, please check out phoenix.gov or 602-262-6925 or any law enforcement career. um, in In the last minute that we have, when you leave law enforcement, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be best remembered for? You know, I I think, and I say this all the time, Jamie, I think... um I think I'm, I'm what we do as supervisors in this organization um, matters and the way we lead people and uh, the way we treat our people, the way we, you know, we care for our people and we show them that that care. Um, I, I think that's it. I think I would like to be known as someone who, you know, cared about their employees, did the absolute most that I could to make the environment better. What can we do for the officers uh, and just, you know, make this police department a better place. Lieutenant Nick Jimenez, thank you for being here, and thank you for serving those who serve others. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377. 